0: Playing the intro music every episode isn't necessary, and a lot of podcasters probably add that in post. But
1: yeah. I, I think it's it adds to our flow in, in setting up our vibe a little bit. I know, it's, it's like, like hearing it. You hear it and you're like, oh, we've entered Adventure Guys realm. It's time to go. Yeah, I'm ready now. Episode 12. I'm ready too. <laughs> Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. And I'm Nick the Human. This is episode twelve. Uh you probably just said that actually. Uh few times. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's episode twelve. Um what episode are we discussing today? What number is it in Adventure Time? It's ep- Season four, episode nineteen, Lady and Peebles. Nice. Uh PB and Lady Rainicorn special on this one. Um we get a strong showing from Princess Bubblegum. You My you girl. you early on, what was that, episode five? Or maybe it was episode one. I don't remember what episode one of the first episodes you were like, "This is my favorite character. This is the one I yeah. identify with most, and I've kept that in mind, and she really she's great. she's the best. I know I love her <laughs> <laughs> she i mean she I haven't seen as many episodes as you. obviously, I'm still learning my way through the world, but um she like you know routinely in the show, a lot of these characters will have shortcomings that they have to overcome like they're lazy or they're immature or something, but she seems to be pretty even keeled and most of the time she's in the right.
0: Well, her shortcomings are super relatable because they're like deep emotional insecurities. Got it. Okay. (laughs) And they deal with it a lot later on uh, in the show. Yeah. But yeah, she's, she's usually got a pretty good handle on running things.
1: That's cool. I should also mention so um Sean Harvey who's been on the show twice now, frequent guest. I've been telling him he can come back on whenever he wants and he'll yeah, he'll friend be friend of the show. Friend of the show, yes. Um and my roommate and my brother um he has been binging the show. Um as I think we discussed on his last appearance, he was like I'm going to go um he has the rage binge as we call it, which is he sets aside everything and watches hours at a time, or there's the the comfortable binge which is every free moment, every night he'll just knock out a bunch. So today Eric I was like, "What episode are we watching again? I already had already watched it." He was watching <laughs> it in time this episode in season 4, but then he's just been watching it continuously on a loop. So every time I like I'm like taking a break from work or it's night or there's that we're eating breakfast, it's just on. So he's like mid to late season five right now like oh, wow he's just been cruising and I've watched a lot of episodes and it's been good for me because I'm not watching so much that I'm gonna get burnt out on it since we have to do this show for the next couple years or whatever <laughs> <laughs> but uh because I was like dude I can't watch the show I have to like enjoy watching this show for like five years or something uh insane to finish all the episodes but he <laughs> but uh I'm Watching a bunch of these, I feel like okay, I'm like absorbing more of the lore and learning more about the characters. We just had a great um, cinnamon bun episode and Flame Princess. They were like, they got along. It, together. it was unlikely friends. Unlikely friends. It's been it's been uh, educational for me. Um, but this is a good. We hadn't seen Lady Rainicorn in any of the episodes we'd watched up to this point.
0: Uh, no, I think she just appeared here and there. Um, but yeah, getting. A good lady, rainicorn focused episode was fun.
1: Yeah, And we talked about this last time. So she speaks Korean. Um yeah. there's no translations. Do, is it help? Do you ever turn on the subtitles? I'm pretty
0: sure they don't uh, translate it. Got it. Even if Got they, it. even if you turn subtitles on, I I know that in Korea, she speaks English or something. Oh, really? But yeah, she speaks a different language. and and even, and I think like in. China or some other countries where plenty of people do speak Korean and it is like a common Mm -hmm. language enough, they translate it to like German or something like that, where it's like something totally foreign. Like we're not supposed to understand it. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter that it's Korean. It's just a language that the viewer doesn't know.
1: Yeah. It's cool. It's fun. I think it also speaks to the like sort of inclusiveness of Adventure Time that like a big character like this, that is obviously great. And is Jake's sort of romantic. I mean, it's Jake's romantic partner and everything. Um, Even if it's like a different country, doesn't speak English. Like it's still loved and accepted. Like, I don't know. It feels good. And it's confusing too, which is great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This, yeah, this episode was, was totally uh, untranslated. Yeah. Uh, except and for the one line that she had in English. But, I mean, they they do translate some of her parts in different episodes. But this is one where they just left it. We're like, no, you're not going to understand her. <laughs> yeah, and the <laughs> first, like,
1: four minutes of the episode is just Lady Rainicorn and Princess Bubblegum talking. And you don't know what she's saying. So there's there's like a long, there's long periods where it's, yeah. you don't know what's going on. It was great.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's plenty of long periods of the show where you don't know what's going on.
1: <laughs> very true. <laughs> it's just one of the many ways they accomplish that. Yeah. Well, this is also great. I, I like when they do this in, in the show. Hey, uh, we're, uh, we're talking about the episode. I think you got to play the theme. Episode Discussion. Yeah, so what they do in this episode which I I like is that they do sometimes in the show is they pick up in mid adventure. Like yes, uh, Finn and Jake have been taken by the Ice King in some form. Lady Rainicorn and Princess Bubblegum are already together. They're already outside of where they need to go, inside of a tent making their plan. It's cool. It's like they don't even bother with the with any backstory exposition. It's like let's just get into it. Yeah, they for the benefit of the viewer, they give you a slight expo
0: dump when PB is like giving her log of like what what has happened. Mm-hmm. And you get like, oh, Finn and Jake have been missing for three weeks, and now it's up to her to find them. Yeah, but, like that's yeah. Y- y- it's that's all the context you get, and it's all the context
1: you need. Yeah, especially for this. So they um they talk for a while. Uh Lady Rainicorn seems concerned or trepidatious about it, but. No matter, they go into this this hole, this crater where it sounds like Ice King has Finn and Jake. And as they descend, they go through a big sphincter, which really grossed me out. (laughs) Um, I did not enjoy that. Um, And then they're inside, and then all of a sudden, it looks like there's like it literally looks like they just went inside of somebody because now there's just like veins and and all these things. It's like oh, this isn't just a crater. They're in some sort of organism now. Right. So this dungeon immediately
0: reminded me of the episode we watched All Your Fault with uh the lemon grab oh, castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out to be Lemon John, like this big mecca lemon <laughs> fortress. Yeah. Uh, and uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess there's not really a direct reference to that, but But it did remind me of that too. And then all of a sudden you're like, Okay, like what are we? What are we inside of here? And then there's like all these hands that are like the veins come at them. They 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 go through a wall and now it looks like they're inside of a body. Like the tissue it's like the walls are lined with tissue. There's like what looks like urine going through a huge tube. You're like, all right, what what are we what's happening here? Uh they keep going. It's very yeah. It's very it
0: seems very influenced by um like the video game dungeons where you're inside of the beast. Yes, and you're crawling around like the stomach, like from Zelda: Ocarina of Time, when they're in uh, what, what's his name, Jabu Jabu. Good, good poll. And I, I do know that uh, this particular episode has some Zelda-ish influences. Uh, that's a, that's a big thing with Rebecca Sugar. Oh, she's a huge Zelda fan.
1: That's cool. I didn't I didn't realize that. Um but then they they keep going. They go into like a room full of eyes, which is disturbing. They fall through it. Um then they're in the dark, right? They keep going. Basically, they come upon Ice King who's in the who's now laying down and his his chest is open and you realize that the whole organism is emanating from his where his like from his chest where his heart should be and out from the dark reveals himself is Ricardio. The return of Ricardio.
0: You, uh, you've you probably seen the, his first appearance, right?
1: I hadn't and then Sean explained it to me.
0: Um, it's pretty early on. I don't know if you had watched the first bit of season one with sean but yeah he's he's in one one of the very first episodes of the show
1: yeah no I, i've so i've definitely seen him and it always like weirded me out it, they do a thing in this show with some of the characters and ricardio is like this where he's sort of drawn in a different oh, style yes his art style is totally different
0: and it's very uncomfortable yeah
1: <laughs> it, yes. it's really you really don't like seeing it i love that move <laughs> Yeah, right, and coupled with George Decay's voice, which Oh yeah. is... I couldn't pinpoint his voice, it was one of those, I was like, who in the hell's voice is, this? like, it was like, I was like, this is gonna really, really bug me. Um, George
0: Decay is, he's a freaking national treasure, I'll just say that about George Decay. but his voice is so reassuring, and smooth, and... When coupled with this really uncomfortable drawing of yeah. of this heart-shaped guy, yeah, he's, it is it's insanely creepy. Yeah, he's it an, is so creepy. He's
1: an anthropomorphized heart that is really <laughs> big, um, and he's sort of like a ladies' man. I guess it's like right. He's like a ladies' man. He's taking a lot of the 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 heart emotion in like a really weird masculine place.
0: Right? Would you say? In a toxically masculine place. Yes, toxic. Dude, you know what he does? It's I. I, re- I saw this shot and it it set something off uh, in my mind. There's a shot where he's got his he's like sort of like in Princess Bubblegum's face, like coming onto her. Yeah. And he puts his arm up against the wall, mm. sort of so, like sort of blocking her in that one direction. And like that is the universal super fucking creepy guy move. Yeah. It's just like so scummy like you see that in like so many movies and everything it's true i don't don't, know if i've ever seen like an actual guy do that in person because it's so it's so disgustingly dramatic i'm sure guys do it all the time it's like alarms start going off in my head like don't do that
1: (laughs) i've seen that happen um one time actually a guy was trying to pick me up at a frat party in college Oh, which is really funny. Um, but I've seen it. So what he's talking about is you, you've you got, um, in this case, it's Princess Bubblegum up against the wall, kind of. And then Ricardio puts his hand kind of over one of her shoulders. Right. And Ugh. what that move is doing is is it's creating intimacy. And I, I don't know if this is intentional. This is some like, you know, Dennis system kind of, of thinking. But it's, you're sort of like closing the area and creating an intimacy. But then you're also, now they're like sort of in your grasp where they can't leave. You know what I mean? When a guy does that, like it's, it's, you're taking control. It's really of their space and like where they can go. It's an extremely physical thing to do. It's just the implication.
0: Oh. Uh, creeps Um, me out it was like it was one of the creepiest things that i've seen in the show so far oh see uh, george decay voicing an anthropomorphic toxically masculine heart cornering princess bubblegum against the wall
1: now let's say what's even worse about it is is ricardio after leaving ice king's body because it's ice king's heart ricardio is um he takes Ice King's tissue from his body and breaks his bones, most likely his rib cage, and puts them back together again to fashion himself a human body so that he can be a human person to impress and then kind of get Princess Bubblegum to fall in love with him. And then they'll spend their life together. But instead what you end up with is this big old heart with legs and arms that are like, held together by Ice King's tendons. Um, so to get out of that weird situation, Princess Bubblegum's like, all right, Ice King... Like, she kind of sub- is, like, submissive. Like, okay, I'll, I'll do this if you can uh, beat me in a fight. <laughs> yeah. I think this is the
0: first time in the show that Princess Bubblegum displays her hand-to-hand combat abilities.
1: And she's really good. I mean, not yeah. not only... Um, is she like smart as hell, but now she can fight too. And, and immediately. And what's great is that we just had this toxically masculine moment. And it's just so satisfying to see her like tear him down in a matter of seconds and then just like tear him to shreds. Like she brings him down, breaks the tendons, gets on top of him as he's like crying. And she's just like, I, I, you didn't know what, what did she, do you remember what she says exactly? Exactly. She was like,
0: if you thought you were my intellectual equal, you were wrong. wrong. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: She's like, it took me mere seconds to figure okay. out how to dismantle. Like, you know nothing about uh, like fastening a body or something. Do you? Or I don't know. Like she's basically is like, I'm your intellectual spear, obviously, and clearly physical. Um, yeah, it's 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 powerful because
0: at this point, it's confirmation that. The reason she's been relying on Finn and Jake to be her muscle and fight on behalf of her is not because she's unable to do it herself, but because
1: she's just too busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has more important shit to do. She's delegating. <laughs> she's really leading at this point. Yeah. <laughs> That's, great. But a-
0: That's great. Any of like the-, the sword fighting physical battles that Finn and Jake get into
1: on behalf of her, she could accomplish herself. Oh, yeah. And I think later, like they she brings them all back, everyone, including Lady Rainicorn, like all four people. Lady Rainicorn has been knocked out. The Ice King, Jake, and Finn carries them all on her back back to um the kingdom and then like nurses them back to health. And when Finn wakes up, he's like he starts telling her, like, Ricardo is in the, the And she's like, yeah, I know. I already took care <laughs> of it. And it's almost like Finn's a little like embarrassed or like, oh shit, like I should have been able to take care of that. And he's like, well, uh, I was, you know, I was poisoned. And she's like, yeah, I know. You're poisoned, like, with xenoids. I think is what it... The, yeah, like, it took me a whole day to figure out a cure. Yeah. <laughs> but we're back. It's all right. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it took me a whole 15 minutes to build Ice King a new heart. <laughs> <laughs> out of maracas. <laughs> yeah. I love that. She's, I mean, she's, you know, you have to get him out of here. <laughs> and then um, it's revealed... That Laney Rainicorn is pregnant. Yeah.
0: Which she knew the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because she could see on her, her heart monitor thing. Yeah, Princess Bubblegum Which, didn't know. No, Princess Bubblegum knew. But by the time she saw it, it was too late because her her heart uh si- Bef- signature machine
1: yeah, uh, it, it showed oh. five extra signatures on there. Oh. Yeah, she just didn't figure it she princess bubblegum didn't piece it together right she did but she just
0: she didn't until it was too late until they were already in on the mission when oh
1: i thought it was when she was recovering she she looked at the heart monitor and figured it out i don't know well Well, i mean at some point she knew yeah because she was
0: like i'm sorry i didn't mean to you know get you involved um Mm -hmm. but did you catch that reference that it was like very alien uh oh. like the the tracker that they used in Alien was like the tracker that she was using. That makes sense. Yeah. I just watched Alien. I told you I was on yeah. kind of a, a Ridley Scott kick. I might I might watch that tonight. <clears throat> Dude, I would recommend that show, the new show the uh that Ridley Scott yeah. executive produced, uh Raised by Wolves. Okay. I I finished the first season. It it starts really interesting and then you think you figure out what the show is and you're like, I don't know if I'm really into this and then it starts going in very different directions and by the time the season ends i'm like what <laughs> oh i love that i'm i'm in i'm in for it now apparently the they say it's it's going to take 5 or 6 seasons to tell the complete story i'm i'm totally in sweet yeah <laughs> all right well maybe i'll check that out i need it's hard sci-fi it's very uh reminiscent of alien uh-huh. uh but it, it and the story is a little, like, claustrophobically psychological thriller-ish at times, uh, but it opens up into a very broad sci-fi universe. Wow. That's my that's my elevator pitch for watching Raised by Wolves.
1: Well, it sounds cool, man. <laughs> our, our roommate here has been watching The Boys recently a lot. Dude, I just finished that.
0: Uh, Season finale came out uh, well, today. Last night I watched it.
1: Yeah, he, he was Raven.
0: Like yeah, his? well, I'm a... I I, I've said I'm a big DC comics fan and it's basically a send up of the justice league Uh with modern American politics. Uh, and it's masterfully done. It's super violent. Uh, but if you're a fan of, you know, that trope and satire, it's, it hits every note perfectly.
1: Yeah. It sounds like it has a lot going on. It's a very fast paced show. Uh,
0: you know, you want to put on the next episode immediately. That's one of those
1: kinds of shows. Yeah, I mean, since Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have something to do with it, yeah, they're producers. Um,
0: they uh, they were producers on uh, Preacher also, and they cast
1: some of the same people from that show in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. I, I gotta say, that seems like one of the, the coolest parts about the film and TV industry is that once you make some like good shit. A is really funny and people like, but also like makes people money. It seems like a job you can get is being a producer or an executive producer where they'll bring you in and you get to kind of weigh in on where it's going. And also you at that point you have like connections because you're like a powerful person and you have your agents and you can help connect dots. But it seems kind of cool to like be brought in and be like, okay, let's help this guy. They were uh, recently on Twitter they said that they were um producers on the Fast and Furious franchise early on. And really and as a joke, Evan Goldberg, uh, this is like on like the third this is like the third or fourth one or something, said they should just go to space already. And <laughs> the creator like of Fast and Furious looked him dead in the eyes and said, Not yet. <laughs> and here we are coming up on like, you know, fast like not like nine, I think is the next one. And yeah, like, I
0: guess it's finished. It should have been out already. Yeah, but it would have postponed. been out.
1: Um, <clears throat> but it's cool. I mean, um, the Lonely Island guys have have done a lot of that. They they produced uh Pen Fifteen, and I think you should. Oh. And I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, which are oh, like that.
0: That's a great show.
1: Yeah, and it, it definitely feels like the Lonely Island too in there. And it's like, <laughs> oh god, it's so cool. And like they got to help me. Like those shows might not have happened without those guys. Like. Championing them and like offering a little bit of support, but I'm like, that's such a cool gig to have. I guess, the, yeah. I guess there's a, like something analogous to that in music. I guess sort of like a a producer is that in a way or an aim. I think
0: guy. I think it's probably more related to like the A and R field of of major labels. Yeah, because um, cause the word producer in film and in music are very different. Yeah.
1: You probably, yeah. Yeah. And an AR person is going to give you notes and help steer you, but really they're like connecting the financial backing of the label to the artist, which is like yeah. what a producer is doing in film and TV. Yeah. Anyway, we should produce some stuff. We're going to produce some stuff uh, as this podcast keeps growing and all you, you you followers keep telling your friends about it. We've been seeing people listen and we've been getting some new messages from people. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Mid, mid, yeah. mid show, just a thank you. Uh, that's good yeah
0: i think uh so we experimented with running our first ad on our most recently posted episode which was episode 10 10 yeah i think i think we've made 25 cents already
1: all right thanks guys (laughs) episode 11 which you've already heard had a um an ad for our friends podcast um yeah so it's kind of fun it's fun to try new things and like now we're now we're seasoned vets. We're in the double digits. We know what we're doing. Sort of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it took a little bit Thanks, everybody um at this point you you've gotten episodes 10, 11 and 12 probably in quick succession, but there's a, a a little bit of a week uh and so break because I had to record those two songs that were in episode 10. Uh, we we mentioned it in the episode, so you know. Like I was just having a really crazy time, which unfortunately has not really slowed down. But um, <laughs> oh, Eric damn. Eric had patience and uh, and let me uh, bang out those songs once I got a little bit of time.
0: You know, I'm I'm starting a new job soon. What's that? Uh, so I I might not have time to just sit around and produce podcast theme songs all day every day. Uh, but, but I I was just uh, today hired for a seasonal overnight warehouse stocking job for, uh, a large employer that yeah, shall yeah, remain yeah, nameless yeah, yeah. for now. Yeah. I kind of figured I'd, I'd finished my big recording contract that I had a few, a couple of weeks ago, not even two weeks ago. And the last two weeks I've just been doing whatever I want. And it was very nice. I got to write a lot of new music. That's good. Um, That's good. And I figured, you know, I don't have anything that like really requires me to be involved in a schedule, like set times. And I could probably, you know, now that I don't have any looming obligations that I need to fulfill, where I'm just like focusing on writing my own music, I could probably handle a day job at the same time and get out of the enormous debt that I'm sitting I Like, I am just skating by on the random... uh streams of revenue as a musician that I still have available. Sure. Me. But I'm still in <laughs> a lot of yeah. credit card debt from getting my music career to that point. Uh-huh. So I'm like, you know, nothing's happening with music right now. I don't have a tour to be on. Maybe I should look for a seasonal job. Yeah, s- man. Since the holidays are coming up and I got one locked down today. Just moving boxes around uh, in a warehouse from like, 10 p.m. to six in the morning. Whoa! <laughs> have, you so done, we'll have you done not conflict with anything? Done? Have you done night work like this before? Uh, not regularly. Yeah, I've never. But been. I I've always preferred working late, and I've I've done other day jobs like consistently to like two or three in the morning. Yeah. Um. That I. But I'll be making sixteen bucks an hour, which is more than any hourly job I've
1: ever had. <laughs> That's good. Dude, that's good. Like, gets raise some of that debt, man. That's that that'll feel good. Um, I miss you know. I'm not, you know. There's something about hourly work, which is very satisfying when you can like look at the clock when you're pissed off about work or like why am I here, or whatever, and be like, oh, I just made. X number of dollars more by being here. And like, if I just hold out for another three hours and make this, like there's something really cool about your time being associated with money. And even though I'm on a salary job, which obviously is great and better, and I'm very, really grateful for it, but there is something really cool about associating your time directly with money.
0: Yeah. And when you clock out, you don't have to give a shit about it. Yes. And even when you're clocked in, it's mostly probably work. That's not important enough to give a shit about anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's nice. Um, I I've
0: always had shitty day jobs that I didn't mind quitting because I've only ever held day jobs in between tours or in between, you know, working on other music things. Uh, and music jobs are always one more the kind of jobs that you have to keep in your head, like until they're finished. And they're always there and you can always work on them with recording projects and that kind of thing. Uh, and they're just very stressful to have like ongoing projects yeah. for months on end and you clock in at a day job, it doesn't matter, you clock out, you get your paycheck, that's it. And uh if it sucks, you quit, you don't give them two weeks notice cuz fuck 'em. Yeah. <laughs> you just get another shitty day job. Yeah. Like I I have a college degree. Like <laughs> I could get any minimum wage job without too much issue. Like you know, yeah, you know how I got fired from my, my yeah, last shitty yeah, day yeah. job <laughs> in,
1: in great fashion. Um yeah, man. Well, that's good um I you know yeah, the some... point is I might not have a lot of
0: time to just be writing random uh theme songs well, we've got
1: the, about ten down, right at least
0: oh there's there's a few more than that
1: yeah, so we're we're pretty good for a while hey and i i I got on a roll. I recorded the other two in two days' succession, so. I'm I'm throwing my hat in the ring. I'll be able to get them done in quicker order than I just did those last ones. I'll pick up some slack for you. Um, okay. C- <laughs> can we hear one of those songs as I ask you if you saw The Snail or not? Eric, did you see The Snail?
0: Yes, I saw The Snail. Ooh. Nick, did you see the snail
1: i I did not see the snail
0: no, come on, dude.
1: It was not a difficult one. <laughs> uh, this whole seeing the snail business is just not cut out for me <laughs> <laughs> so you get you get to play my song again, right?
0: yep let's uh let's play that congratulations Eric Thieves song I'm,
1: I like this song, so I'm okay with it once again second, one second. I'm sorry. Yeah. saw the and I can't even begin to to the was. Not till next week, Erdino. You're the champion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. The uh... The snail was right up front at the beginning of the episode again. It was in like the first scene.
1: God damn it. I'm just not they're, prepared. When they, prepared.
0: <laughs> when they were in the uh, the igloo. Just yeah. PB and Lady just having a chat. And uh, I think it, it's towards the end of, of their conversation. And uh, PB just dumps out her cup of tea. It, it was, they're like, let's get started. I don't have time to finish this cup of tea that I poured myself. And the, uh, the snail is just sitting right next to her on the ground.
1: Ah, uh, I, I do remember like I was getting distracted. Like I was talking to Sean or something. I was like, I got to find this snail. And I like looked back. and I think it was literally after that. <sighs> I, 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 I've found I'm on a little bit of a streak. You are, man. You're not having
0: <laughs> trouble with it. I found it easier to find the snail when um, it happens near the beginning of the episode.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: If if it's like past the halfway point, you get invested. You know, you're in the already story. caught up in other plot lines yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's what happened on. There was a couple of them where it's been later. Like there's the one with Lumpy Space Princess where the snail showed up later, and it's like at the height of the drama is when the snail showed up, and I was just so wrapped up in it. It's like what you can't do that then. Um, but anyway, Eric, good job. Let's get into some
0: miscellaneous mania. Oh, yeah.
1: There's things you may not know. Those will show you all the trivia and miscellanea. All right. Um, you had some you were kind of already mentioning to us up front in the show. Uh, of the show with a little bit of a Zelda connection. Do you want to go a little more into that?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Rebecca Sugar has said plenty of times how much she loved playing Zelda games with her brother as a kid, and that influence definitely comes through in Adventure Time and Steven Universe. Uh, I noticed it with the possible Jabu Jabu reference um, being in the organic dungeon. But also uh, Ricardio's design is pretty similar to Majora's mask.
1: Ooh, yeah. God, it's so wild in cartoons. They just have like the writers are are also responsible for character design. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that. Like that's pretty cool. Like you don't get that in a live action show. Maybe you can like have input on how they dress and like casts, which is a lot too. But to like literally be like no. We're- <laughs> Ricardio's gonna be a heart, and he's gonna look like this. That's cool. That's I like that little piece of trivia. I haven't played Zelda in so long.
0: Um, that's great. I I really want to get a Switch. Um, I've been saying that since it came out like three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a lot of time generally to be playing video games. <laughs> yeah, but I want to play Breath of the Wild. Uh, I loved Zelda games. And I haven't played. I haven't played any Zelda games since N sixty four.
1: Oh, man, but it was so good. What a great time in all of our lives, our generation when that when Ocarina of Time came out. Yeah. Um, it says here another piece of trivia. That this is the first time that lady speaks any English, like non translated hmm. English. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant.
0: It's a bombshell of a line.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For Jake to say, "I'm puppies." I didn't look it up uh,
0: specifically, but her whole conversation that she has with PB uh, that's in Korean that we're not supposed to understand, it does make sense in the plot. I think it's about, her. she's describing a dream that she had that was like a premonition, Uh uh, and it was about zombies, and there are two episodes that a zombie outbreak is (laughs) like, the main issue that they have to fix. And she was like, well, it actually happened then. And maybe, you know, Finn and Jake are in trouble now because I had this dream. So, I mean, it does make sense. <laughs> oh. We just aren't meant to understand it. Yeah.
1: You, you kind of get this. Like, I don't know. I have, you have so much trust in the adventure time team that I was like, I, I trust that whatever she's saying is pertinent. And I bet this would all make sense if we heard it. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, you got any other pieces you want to share? Uh, did you catch what Xanoids were? No,
0: because Finn and Jake were poisoned by Ricardio using Xanoids. Yeah, what is that? Uh, it's a reference to Ricardio's first appearance. I think it was like an offhand comment that was made. Uh, Princess Bubblegum is researching something, and and Xanoids are like microscopic organisms that are toxic to plants oh. somehow. I don't know. It was just sort of like a random thing that was said, and then they referenced it and brought it back for his return. Like He heard Princess Bubblegum say it was like a toxic microorganism, and then he used that information to poison Finn and Jake.
1: Oh, wow. So in the first episode, Riccardo goes back into Ice King's heart right into ice king's body and is functioning again as his heart but then this time as he's burst out of ice king's body he is now out in the wild like she banishes him and it has made him a new heart right so now ricardio is just a living heart guy out in the, the land of you. i guess i don't think he shows up again though hmm. yeah i don't, I feel like heart shouldn't be able to exist out in the elements <laughs> Ice King's a weird dude. His <laughs> Yeah, he knows what his body's <laughs> properties are at this point. He could be a nice callous to hard heart. Nice. That's some good trivia on this one. Um wanna wanna figure out what we're gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? What did the generator give us, Eric?
0: At episode 40, which is season two, episode 14, The Silent King. Uh, looks like this one is storyboarded by Cole Sanchez and friend of the show, Jesse Moynihan. <laughs> friend of
1: my DMs. <laughs> nice guy. Um, cool artist. Yeah, sweet. Um, I'm excited to watch it. The Silent King. Um it's yeah, it's really great. I love this show. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> I know. Um, all right. Well before we go, just a reminder to everybody that if you're liking the show, you can um contribute to us at anchor.com slash adventure guys podcast. There's like a you can kick us a buck or two, which which would help uh with some of the stuff that we're doing to produce the show. Um also which would help is if you rate us on Apple Podcasts, which is where the biggest amount of people are listening to us. Um, that would help us in the the rankings and as I always say, just tell one friend to to give this show a shot if you like it, and if you don't have one friend, make a friend
0: and then, when the time is right, recommend adventure guys.
1: yeah don't lead with that no, that's not how you make friends. <laughs> but wait till you've been you've been talking long enough. That's like you know. Five hours of of conversation time, then maybe you can slip in, the wreck, <laughs> but not on the first friend date. <laughs> no. You got to be stealthy about it. Cool. Well, this was a good app. Great app. Peace out, y'all. Goodbye.